introduction part two of the egyptian book of the dead by e a wallace budge this librivox recording is in the public domain introduction the history of the book of the dead part two the greater number of the copies of the book of the dead inscribed upon papyri have been found at thebes indeed those made in this city are of such importance that to the recension of the work which we commonly find in use in egypt from the eighteenth to the twenty-second dynasty the name theban has been given we owe them chiefly to the scribes and priests who were attached to the powerful confraternity of the priests of amun-ra the king of the gods and speaking generally the best manuscripts are found in their tombs and coffins their original home of the text which they copied was of course memphis or heliopolis and there is reason for believing that during the earlier centuries of their existence they did little more than adopt the religious views and doctrines of the sages of the north as time went on and the worshippers of amun obtained greater power this god was slowly but surely made to usurp the attributes of the older cosmic gods of egypt and eventually as we see in chapter one hundred and seventy one his name is included among those of the old gods of the book of the dead the papyri inscribed with copies of the theban recension of the book of the dead vary in length from about fifteen to ninety feet and in width from twelve to eighteen inches in many cases the various pieces which form the papyrus are so carefully put together that it is almost impossible to see where one piece ends and the other begins in the early part of the eighteenth dynasty the text is always written with black ink in vertical columns of hieroglyphics which are separated from each other by black lines the titles of the chapters and the initial word or words of certain parts of the chapters and catchwords and rubrics are written with red ink in the eighteenth dynasty or perhaps a little earlier the scribes began to ornament the papyri with designs in black outline referring to the subject matter of the text near which they were placed such designs or vignettes as they are usually called occupy quite a subordinate position and they were drawn most probably by the scribe little by little however they increased in number and it became the fashion to illuminate them with bright colors greens reds yellows in the nineteenth dynasty the unilluminated papyrus became the exception and the vignettes flourished at the expense of the text an idea of the beauty of a fully colored papyrus of the best period may be gained from the frontispiece to this volume and from the plates which face pages nineteen and one hundred and seventy and plates three through eight will illustrate the characteristics of good manuscripts of the eighteenth and nineteenth dynasties except as to color plate three illustrates the writing and vignettes of the famous papyrus of nebseni which was found at memphis it measures seventy-seven feet seven and a half inches by one foot one and a half inch and contains seventy-seven chapters not including duplicates and triplicates the vignettes are traced in outline and are remarkably well drawn and both vignettes and text appear to be the work of one scribe probably nebseni himself the papyrus of nebseni was apparently written early in the eighteenth dynasty 
plate four contains a vignette and a piece of text from the papyrus of nu which was found at thebes it measures sixty-five feet three and a half inches by one foot one and a half inch and contains one hundred and thirty-one chapters though shorter than the papyrus of nebseni the texts inscribed on it are more numerous for the writing is smaller and the lines are closer together some of the chapters have vignettes but they occupy an entirely subordinate position and the colouring is not as fine as that found in documents of a later date the date of this papyrus cannot be much later than that of nebseni on plate five we have an example of the very fine bold writing which is found in the papyrus of ani which was found at thebes this document measures seventy-eight feet by one foot three inches and contains sixty-six chapters it is the finest of all the illuminated papyri of the eighteenth dynasty and from an artistic point of view its value is greater than that of any other papyrus it is made up of six distinct lengths of papyrus which have been neatly joined the text was written by several scribes and the vignettes are the work of more than one artist an examination of the document shows that the artist's work was done before the text was written at times the space needed for the text was miscalculated and the scribe was compelled to reduce the size of his writing and even to write words on the coloured border within which text and vignettes are enclosed the first sixteen feet of the papyrus were inscribed probably by ani himself the other sections were written by scribes of the same school probably after his death the hymn to osiris on plate six is probably in ani's own handwriting and the characters are formed with an attention to detail not often found elsewhere the vignettes and text on plate seven show the work of two scribes and two artists and also show that the inscribed portion of one section was done on a larger scale than was contemplated in the earlier sections here we see that the borders had to be enlarged to make the join from this we see too that the planning of a papyrus was a matter which was left to the discretion of the artist and scribe and when we consider that the papyrus of nebseni contains duplicates and even triplicates of some chapters and that the papyrus of ani contains two copies of chapter eight teen, one with an introduction and one without slightly differing from each other and having the sections of the vignette arranged differently it is clear that even the best scribes did not tie themselves to any one plan or method in preparing a copy of the book of the dead we may note too that in the papyrus of ani a large section of the text of chapter seventeen has been omitted by the scribe probably because the artist had not left sufficient space for the whole chapter in the text moreover several palpable errors occur but on the other hand we have in the vignettes descriptions of mythological scenes names of gods etc which occur in no other text among these worthy of special mention are the judgment scene and the accompanying texts and the vignette to the seventeenth chapter plate eight gives us a vignette and a few lines of text from the papyrus of hugh nefer a scribe and superintendent of cattle who flourished in the reign of seti the first about b c thirteen hundred and seventy the cartouche of the king affords conclusive proof as to its date 
this document is remarkable from many points of view it is the shortest perfect manuscript of his class known measuring eighteen feet by one foot three and three-eighths inches the vignettes are beautiful specimens of the artist's work and the scene in which the performance of the ceremony of opening the mouth is depicted perfect is the most perfect known but the vignette to chapter seventeen is imperfect when compared with that of the papyrus of ani the copy of chapter one is so good that m naville employed it as the standard text in his Tadtenbuch. but the copy of chapter seventeen is so incomplete and incorrect that he found it useless even for purposes of comparison here again we see that the vignettes were executed at the expense of the text in spite of this however the papyrus is valuable for it contains a hymn to osiris by the god thoth which is not found elsewhere in the same form the text is written in a good bold hand but with little attention to the details of the characters and the judgment scene exhibits many peculiarities both in respect of text and arrangement plates nine and ten illustrate the vignettes and the hieratic and hieroglyphic texts which are found in books of the dead of the twentieth dynasty in plate nine we see the royal mother netshemet standing behind her son herheru the dress and ornaments of these royal personages show the change which has taken place in such matters since the eighteenth and nineteenth dynasties and in the manner of depicting them the colours of the vignettes are more crude the delicacy of design and of execution alike has departed and a comparison of the text with that of the papyrus of nu shows that the skill of the scribe had deteriorated the hieratic text on plate ten gives an excellent idea of the writing of the period in the twentieth dynasty books of the dead inscribed for the priests of amen began with a vignette either plain or coloured in which the deceased was seen making offerings to osiris or to the gods of thebes this was followed by a selection of chapters from the book of the dead in use in the eighteenth dynasty or by a series of texts peculiar to the period accompanied by vignettes taken from other funeral works sometimes as in the case of the princess nessi kansu the document begins with a long detailed list of the titles of amen-ra who by this time had usurped the attributes of the old gods of egypt which is followed by a series of statements in which the god in apparently legal language swears to confer every favour possible upon the deceased lady such documents are not very long and they are usually much narrower than books of the dead of the earlier period the mythological figures and scenes characteristic of the later documents of the priests of amen are not yet well understood for only a few have been published in entirety of papyri of the twenty-first dynasty which preserve many characteristics of the earlier period may be mentioned that of anhai a priestess of amen a section of which is shown on plate eleven here we have however a work sui generis which is very instructive from many points of view the artist's work is the most valuable part of the papyrus and the use of gold for purposes of illumination appears for the first time 
in addition to the vignettes of the older period we find here the scene of the creation given much as it is found on the sarcophagus of seti i and a rare vignette which seems to refer to kemenu the city of thoth the texts are fragmentary and often have no connection with the vignettes which accompany them but many of the vignettes are of considerable interest the handwriting is in some places very good but it lacks the bold firmness which is characteristic of the older scribes in papyri of the eighteenth dynasty we find many mistakes but most of them may be attributed to momentary carelessness on the part of a weary scribe whereas in those of the twenty-first and succeeding dynasties the writers of the texts seem to be altogether reckless texts are copied beginning at the end instead of at the beginning omissions of whole sections are frequent texts that have proper vignettes are copied without the least regard to the correct vignettes and what is intended to be a chapter frequently consists of nothing but a series of fragments of sentences copied without break merely to fill up the space which the artist had spared for the purpose it seems as if the artist both painted the vignettes and wrote the text and as if his sole aim was to produce a handsome but not accurate document the contents of the papyri reflect no doubt the religious views commonly held at that period and if this be so it is clear that the priests of amen held the texts which they inserted alongside of the chapters of the older period to be of equal value and authority some of them went so far as to fill their papyri with religious compositions which are never to be found in the old works in plate twelve we have a vignette with a few lines of text from the papyrus which i believe was written in the twenty-second dynasty the artist's work is a copy or rather a very poor imitation of the illuminating of the nineteenth dynasty and the text consists of a series of compositions referring to the offerings which were to be made to the gods of the querti or divisions of the underworld strictly speaking these have nothing whatever to do with the book of the dead but in the opinion of the scribe they were equally efficacious in the same dynasty a large number of copies of selections of chapters from the book of the dead were written in hieratic with vignettes traced in outline in black ink in some of these the papyrus measures about forty feet by one foot six inches and in others the dimensions are considerably less an idea of the appearance of such papyri may be gained from plate thirteen which illustrates both the fine drawing and small but clear hieratic writing of the period it is probable that the books of the dead written in hieratic during the twentieth twenty-first and twenty-second dynasties belong to a recension different in many respects from the theban but that such recension is akin to the theban there is no doubt whatever in both the chapters have no fixed order and in both the chapters have special titles a characteristic which distinguishes them from the sections of the books of the dead of the fifth sixth eleventh and twelfth dynasties it is tolerably easy to identify the papyri which were inscribed before b c nine hundred in fact as long as the power of the priests of amen was paramount at thebes the copies of the books of the dead which were inscribed for them reflect the prosperity of the confraternity but when it became necessary for the priests to hide at deir el 
bahari the mummies of the kings and queens who had been their greatest benefactors and troublous times came upon them everything relating to the rites and ceremonies connected with the dead suffered and the relatives and friends of the dead were obliged to do for them not what they would but what they could eventually it would seem a time came when no books of the dead were written and this period corresponds i believe to the final failure of the domination of the priests of amen this is not the place to lament the mistake which the priests of amen made when they tried to rule egypt temporally as well as spiritually or to regret the policy which made them exalt their god amen above the older gods of the country whom the people had known and worshipped from time immemorial it is sufficient to know that in each matter they failed they lost their own temporal power as the result of their intrigues and at best they only succeeded in obtaining for their god a place side by side with the old gods it must however not be forgotten that we owe some of the best and finest copies of the book of the dead to scribes who had married priestesses of amen and who were themselves attached to the brotherhood with the rise of the kings of the twenty-sixth dynasty to power the book of the dead enters upon a new lease of life and a general revival of ancient religious customs took place the temples were repaired ancient and long-forgotten texts were recopied and artists and sculptors took their models from the best works of the masters of the early empire early in this dynasty it appears the priesthood which succeeded the priests of amen awoke to the consciousness of the fact that the texts of the book of the dead needed re-editing and rearranging and they set to work to try to put some system into them how and when exactly the work was done we know not but it is probable that it was carried out by an assembly or college of priests we have seen above that scribes tied themselves to no one plan in making their copies of the book of the dead and that the work of the artist on the vignettes which were subordinate matters originally was at times allowed to drive the text from the papyrus in the best papyri too the selection of texts copied is never the same and the order of them is never the same in fact each papyrus had a plan of its own these things the priests of the twenty-sixth dynasty tried to correct and the result of their labours was a recension of the book of the dead which is usually called the saite a number of papyri are extant which are inscribed therewith and an examination of them shows that the chapters follow a certain order and that although the papyri vary in length the selection of chapters being not as full in some of them as in others this order has few exceptions each of the early recensions of the book of the dead known to us exhibits peculiarities which reflect the religious views of the time when it was written and the saita recension is not an exception to the rule for included in it are four chapters one hundred and sixty two to one hundred and sixty five which have no counterparts in the papyri of the older period they are remarkable also for containing a number of foreign words it has been suggested that these chapters are of nubian origin and if so it would be interesting to know the circumstances under which they were inserted in the book of the dead 
it is difficult to identify with certainty the papyri which were actually written during the twenty sixth dynasty but manuscripts written in the period immediately preceding the ptolemaic are not difficult to recognize plate fourteen gives fourteen lines of text and part of a vignette from a document of this class and shows what a well-defined class it is the text is written with black ink in vertical columns of spidery hieroglyphics separated by black lines and the vignettes occupy small spaces above it the vignettes of the sunrise or sunset the judgment scene and the elysian fields occupy the whole length of the papyrus sometimes the vignettes are all mixed together but even when coloured they lack the artistic appearance and good work of the illuminated papyri of the eighteenth nineteenth and twentieth dynasties the recension in use in the ptolemaic period is well illustrated by plate fifteen which is reproduced from lepsius edition of the turin papyrus this papyrus is probably the best and longest manuscript of the class known the selection of chapters is remarkably full the number of chapters however is not one hundred and sixty five but one hundred and fifty three for three of them chapters sixteen one hundred and forty three and one hundred and fifty are in reality vignettes and nine others chapters forty eight forty nine seventy three one hundred and seven one hundred and eleven one hundred and twenty one hundred and twenty one one hundred and twenty nine and one hundred and thirty nine are duplicates of chapters found in other parts of the papyrus the titles of the chapters catchwords parts of rubrics etc are written in red meanwhile however a number of short religious works for funeral use had been composed presumably by the priests and it seems that towards the end of the ptolemaic period it was more usual to inscribe these upon papyri than the chapters of the old recensions of the book of the dead it seems as if an attempt was made to extract only the essential portions of the old works and to omit from the shortened new text the chapters which referred to faiths which were dead and to beliefs which had little or no influence in those modern times added to this the knowledge of such matters must have disappeared from the community long before the ptolemies ruled the land and though the belief in the resurrection of the spiritual body and in life everlasting beyond the grave retained its power over the people as firmly as ever most men had no knowledge whatever of the texts which their forefathers who were dead and gone imagined to be necessary for the attainment of the same the sepulchral stelae and coffins show that neither the employer nor the employed had an exact idea of the import of the texts and symbols which were cut or painted upon them and to ignorance as much as to haste must be attributed the blunders which occur in funeral texts of this period here and there we find an attempt to preserve vignettes and texts of the old period along with the modern work and a good example of this class of document is the papyrus of karasher a portion of which is reproduced on plate sixteen here we have a representation of the judgment scene crude alike in colour and detail a part of the vignette of the first chapter of the old book of the dead a number of the pylons discussed in chapters one hundred and forty five and 
one hundred and forty six etc and two horizontal lines of hieroglyphics which contain prayers reflecting those of an earlier period no manuscript could more clearly show how little knowledge of the old book of the dead remained in the hands of the scribes at that time artistic skill moreover had sunk very low for it will be noticed that the censer which the white-skirted priest is carrying before the bier and which he was supposed to carry in his hand is almost as long as he is high the coloured portion of this papyrus is followed by three columns of text in hieratic which formed the work entitled shai on sansim or book of breathings wherein we find no hymns and no addresses to the gods and in fact no words which do not directly refer to the future life of the deceased in the world beyond the grave here we have an epitome of all that the egyptian hoped to obtain in the land of eternity we have now reached the end of the graeco-roman period but the end of the book of the dead is not yet for belonging to the roman period we find a number of small rolls of papyri inscribed in very cursive hieratic with a series of statements or assertions referring to the happiness of the deceased in the next world such papyri have no vignettes and as for the texts both hymns and chapters of the old book of the dead in any recension are as absent from them as if they had never existed the aim of the writer of such documents was not to glorify the gods but to secure the goods of the next world by means of the smallest amount of writing possible and at the least expense on plate eighteen it reproduced a portion of a papyrus of this class and a comparison of it with the earlier plates in this book will show at once the change which had come over the book of the dead what form the book of the dead took in the early centuries of the christian era cannot be said but it seems not to have died out utterly for selections from it are found copied upon the outer and inner swathings of mummies and upon coffins of the roman period on a coffin in paris which was probably made about the end of the second century of our era are written a number of texts which are as old as the time of the pyramids at saqqara and this fact proves that when such documents were needed originals from which to copy them could always be found there is good reason for assuming that the art of making mummies was practised until the end of the fifth century of our era and there is no doubt that in certain places the belief that the preservation of the natural body was absolutely necessary for the growth development and existence of the spiritual body existed in full force until a much later date it is not possible to assign a date to the period when the decay of the book of the dead began but it is probably contemporary with the advent of the greeks in egypt up to that period egypt may be described as the home of a nation that was given up entirely to the care of the dead and to the consideration of the future life a few of its kings were soldiers in the true sense of the word but it is a striking fact that the temples and tombs of egypt are the chief monuments of one of the oldest and greatest civilizations of the world a tottering religion would be rudely shaken by the invasions of the country by assyrians persians greeks and others and the permanent occupation of egypt by greeks and romans would continue the work which frequent disturbances throughout the country had begun the final blow however was not inflicted until the egyptians began to renounce their own ancient religion and to become converts of the preaching of st mark and his followers 
when they were once able to believe that christ had the power to raise up their bodies in a spiritual form they felt that there was no need to have them mummified and simultaneously the need for the chapters of the book of the dead disappeared we are now able to summarize the various forms of the book of the dead as follows it first existed in oral tradition only and was next written down to preserve it of these forms nothing whatever is known the first historical recension was that made by the priest of heliopolis and the oldest copies of it known are cut in hieroglyphics upon the walls of the chambers and passages inside the pyramids of saqqara of the fifth and sixth dynasties the second recension was written or painted upon sarcophagi and coffins of the eleventh and twelfth dynasties in cursive hieroglyphics the third recension was written in hieroglyphics upon papyri from the eighteenth to the twentieth dynasty the various chapters having no fixed order this recension was illustrated by a large number of vignettes the fourth recension was written in hieratic upon papyri during the twenty-first and twenty-second dynasties and included extracts from various funeral books which were illustrated by vignettes of an unusual character the fifth or saite recension was made probably in the twenty-sixth dynasty the chapters have a fixed order and were written on papyri both in hieratic and hieroglyphics the sixth recension which was in use in ptolemaic times much resembled the saite and may be regarded as the last form of the book of the dead for the extracts from it written for the benefit of the dead upon small pieces of papyri in the graeco-roman and roman periods need hardly be considered thus the great religious work of the egyptians which had lasted for thousands of years and which in early times cut in fine bold hieroglyphics covered the walls and passages of the tombs of kings ended its existence in almost illegible scrawls hastily traced upon scraps of papyrus only a few inches square from first to last throughout the book of the dead with the single exception of herutataph the second son of cheops no man is mentioned as the author or reviser of any chapter or of any part of it certain chapters may show the influence of the cult of a certain city or cities but the theban book of the dead at all events cannot be regarded as the work of any one man or body of men and it does not represent the religious views and beliefs of any one part only of egypt from time immemorial the god thoth who was both the divine intelligence which at creation uttered the words that were carried into effect by ptah and Kenimu, and the scribe of the gods was associated with the production of the book of the dead and though he was primarily the god of time and chronologer of heaven and earth he appears frequently as the advocate and helper of the deceased in the one hundred and eighty-second chapter he is called the scribe of right and truth who abominateth sin and again behold he is the writing reed of the god nebercher the lord of laws who giveth forth the speech of wisdom and understanding whose words have dominion over the two lands of himself the god says i am thoth the lord of right and truth who trieth the right and the truth for the gods the judge of words and their essence whose words triumph over violence i have made ra to set as osiris and osiris setteth as ra setteth the deeds which thoth claims to have done on behalf of osiris 
are set forth at length in the two hymns to Osiris which form the 182nd and 183rd chapters. In several places in the Book of the Dead the deceased is made to refer to the might of the words of the utterances of the god Thoth, and much of what this god did for his brother Osiris was effected by this power. The belief in the efficacy of the words of Thoth continued till the latest period, for in the Book of Breathings we read, Thoth, the most mighty god, the lord of Kemenu, cometh to thee, and he writeth for thee the Book of Breathings with his own fingers finally mention must be made of the various places in the tomb where the papyri inscribed with the chapters of the book of the dead were placed when the egyptians ceased to cut the chapters on the walls of the chambers and passages of pyramids they wrote or painted them upon the sides inner and outer of wooden coffins and this custom obtained until the end of the rule of the native kings of egypt about b c three hundred and fifty the vignettes were copied upon coffins long after all knowledge of their meaning had been forgotten until as late as the third century of our era the inscribed papyrus was sometimes placed in a separate box beside the coffin and sometimes a niche in the wall was specifically cut for it the most perfect of the papyri known have been found in niches frequently the papyrus was laid by the side of the mummy in the coffin and in this case it is usually found broken by the movements of the mummy when the coffin was carried along more frequently the papyrus was laid under the hands and between the thighs before the final swathing took place it was also placed between the legs just above the ankles such papyri are usually much broken and they are often much discoloured by the moisture of the substances bitumen cedar oil etc used in the process of embalmment in the time of the greatest power of the priests of amen in the twenty-first dynasty large wooden figures of osiris standing upon a pedestal were made to serve as cases for the papyri which were tightly rolled up and tied and pushed up inside the figures through holes in the bottom of the pedestals in later times about b c three hundred the figures were made solid and vertical cavities were cut in the backs of them to hold the papyri still later that is in the roman period when the papyri became very small they were laid in cavities in the sides of the pedestals which also contained mummified portions wrapped in linen of the bodies of the persons for whom they were made over the mummified remains which are placed in the upper parts of the pedestals we often find small models of sepulchral chests or coffins surmounted by figures of anubis and hawks the figure of the god above is no longer that of osiris simply but it represents the triune god ptasikur ausar the god of the resurrection and has all the attributes which belong to the ancient gods ptah and seeker in this trinity the creator of the world the sun and osiris as god of the dead were represented some think that ptah in this trinity represents the personification of the period of incubation which follows death and precedes the entry into eternal life the exact position of seeker cannot be definitely described he is usually depicted as a mummied body with the head of a hawk and he sometimes holds in his hands the emblems of power rule and sovereignty which belong to osiris he is said to be the incarnation of the opus bull at memphis End of introduction the history of the book of the dead